Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Strike! Tell me something I don't know, Ump. Well, unlike that nasty curveball, there aren't any surprises when you finance your next car with Carvana. You get real terms personalized for you right in your strike zone. Really? Steeride! How am I supposed to focus when you're telling me about Carvana? Well, Slugger, you gotta keep your eye on the ball. Just like you can keep an eye on your customized down and monthly car payments. I can customize those? He's out and on his way to finance his next car with Carvana. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Welcome to A Mystery Bible. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. We've been looking at the story of Dinah in the Bible and how she was treated by Sheshem and the city of Sheshem and the people of Sheshem. And we looked at the vantage point of the Bible and then we looked last week at the vantage point of the um, the book of Yasher. I had promised you guys that we were going to look at the other uh, written material that is out there. And today I want to look at um, the vantage point from the legend of the Jews. Just briefly, um, I'm going to uh, pick something out of the, um, the book of Josephus and continue our conversation. And again, as you know, those that are listening to this podcast uh, from time to time, the reason why I'm doing this is so that you and I can get a better picture uh, from different vantage points so that we can have an understanding of what really took place. Uh, because the Bible does not go into details like these other written um, documentation of the situation that took place. So we are going to look at um, this same exact situation, but we're looking at it from the, li- the lens written in legend of the Jews. And so let's take a look at that and then we'll just read it as usual um, and see additional information that it houses in this particular vantage point. Jacob answers Seshem on a Friday late in the afternoon and his first concern was to lay out the boundaries of the city that the laws of Abbot might not transgress. And as soon as he settled in the place, presents to the nobles and much must be grateful to a city from which he derives benefits. The less did the common people enjoy his bounty. For them, he opened a market where he sold all wares at low price. And we see that, um, and also he lost time in buying a parcel ground. For it is the duty of every man of substance who comes to the Holy Land from outside to make himself a possessor of and here gave a hundred lambs for his estate and a hundred yearling sheep and a hundred pieces of money and receive in return a bill of sale which he attached his signature using the letter, letters I O D H for it and then he erected an altar to God upon his land a high hand um yeah it says actually it says and he said thou art the lord of all celestial things i am the lord of all earthly things but god said even the overseer of the synagogue uh, um arrogates privilege in the synagogue and thou assumest lordship with a high hand uh for soon on the morrow thy daughter will go abor- abroad and she will be humbled. So from this um, vantage point, we see that 
uh, he being um, uh, Jacob, uh, he did something, and as a result, uh, it said that he will be judged. His daughter will be humbled. And um, again, we did not see this from the Bible nor from the book of Yasher, but again, I, I just wanted to give it to you from the book in its raw fashion. While Jacob and his sons were sitting in the house of learning, occupied with the study of the Torah, Dinah went abroad to see the dancing and singing women, whom Sheshem had hired to dance and play in the streets in order to entice her forth. Had she remained at home, nothing would have happened to her. But she was a woman, and all women like to show themselves in the street. Sheshem caught sight of her. He sees her by main force, young though she was, and violated her in beastly fashion. This is what I wanted to mention to you guys, and I mentioned it briefly, that uh, we had a sexist reading. I remember reading this a while, and so uh, here it is. Um, uh, so guys, don't be upset with me, ladies. This misfortune befell Jacob as a punishment for his excessive self-confidence. In his negotiation with Laban, he had used the expression, My righteousness shall answer for me hereafter. Besides, on his return, to Philistine, he was participating to uh, preparing to meet his brother. He concealed his daughter Dinah in a chest. He saw a desire to have her for a wife, and he being obligated to give her to him. God spoke to him, saying, Herein hast thou did unkindly towards thy brother, and therefore Dinah will have to marry Job one that is neither circumcised nor uh, a proselyte. Thus did uh, thou this refuse to give her to one that is circumcised, and one uncircumcised will take her. Thus did uh, this refuse to give her to Esau in lawful wedlock, and now he will fall a victim. She will fall a victim of uh, to the ravisher's illicit passion. When Jacob heard that Seshem had defiled his daughter, he sent twelve servants to fetch Dinah from Seshem's house. But Seshem went out them with his men and drove them from his house. And he would not suffer them to come unto Dinah. And he kissed and embraced her for their eyes. Jacob then sent two mid uh, Medians of his servant daughters to remain with Dinah in the house of Seshem. Seshem uh, bade them, the of his friend, to go to his father's Hamer, uh, the son of Adakiam, the son of uh, Perad, and say, Give me this damsel to wife. Haman tried at first to persuade his son not to take a Hebrew woman to wife, but when Seshem persisted in his request, he did according to the word of his son and went forth to communicate with Jacob concerning the matter. In the meanwhile, the sons of Jacob returned from the field and kindled with wrath. He spoke unto their father, saying, Surely death is due to this man and his household, because the Lord God of the whole earth commanded Noah and his children that man shall never rob nor commit adultery. Or behold, now behold, Seshem, and after he um, had ravished and committed fornication with our sister, and not one of the people of the city spake a word to him. And whilst they were speaking, Hamer came to speak to Jacob the word of his son concerning Dinah. And after he had ceased to speak, Sesem himself came to Jacob, repeated the requests he had made his father. So we see that this um, father came, 
and he's doing his conversation um, uh, that right after he began, the son comes. And so uh, Sesham himself came to Jacob and repeated requests made by his father. Uh, Simeon and Levi answer him and, and Sesham deceitfully saying, All you have spoken unto us, we will do whatever he said unto us, we will tell you and we will conceal nothing from you. So we see that they uh, began to um, hatch a plan to fix what they had done. And we knew what that plan was. But again, I wanted to just go through so you can understand from their point of view, and so you can get the full picture. Session and his father went home after satisfied with the results achieved. And when they had gone, the sons of Jacob asked them to seek counsel and pretext in order to kill the inhabitants of the city who had deserved this spent on account of their wickedness. Then Simon and uh, said to them, I have good counsel to give you. Bid them to be circumcised. If they consent not, we will take our daughters from them and go our, and go away. And if they consent to do this, when they are in pain, we shall attack them and slay them. Next morning, Seshem and his father came against, again to Jacob to speak concerning Dinah and the sons of uh, Jacob spoke deceitfully to them, saying, We told our father Isaac all your words, and your words pleased him. But he said that thou uh, thus did Abraham his father commanded him from God that any man that is not of his descendants who desire to take one of his daughters to wife shall cause every male belonging to him to be circumcised. So this guy, I mean, you know, you got to give it to them because he went about doing what he did the wrong way, as I mentioned to you in the last uh, podcast, the clash of culture. Um, in his culture, it was okay to do what uh, he did because we see that uh, the boys mentioned that none of the people in that um, city did anything. So that must mean that this boy would probably have done this before and none of the city has done anything. And so... Uh, we see that he was smitten by this woman and so smitten that they, he wanted so badly to do this plan, which, which was to circumcise all the male, not just one, all of them. So it shows you the power that this family had, the influence to make sure that all of that is taken care of and that a whole city would um, be obedient to that command to be circumcised. So you know that this uh, family, uh, this leader, wield much power because uh, those men actually had to, um, you know, to agree to this. And I'm sure not everyone agreed to it, but they had to do what was um, demanded of them in order for them probably to be alive uh, because of that, who the king was and his son. So you see that these guys went ahead did this thing it says that Sheshem and his father hastened to do the wishes of the son so they hurried up and they persuaded also the men of the city to likewise for they were greatly esteemed by them being the princes of the land as i mentioned so these guys agreed to this on the next day Sheshem and his father rose up early in the morning and they assembly all the men of the city and they called all the sons of Jacob and they circumcised Seshem, his father, his five brothers, and all the male in the sixth city. 645 male and 276 lads um, that was uh, circumcised that day. That was 
a pretty busy day. Um, a lot of stuff being cut, guys. And um, so we got all these guys together. They did all the necessary work. These boys were cutting these men and <laughs> knowing that they were going to kill them in a few days, which was really interesting. Uh, fascinating stuff, man. Imagine that whole scene as these guys were doing all of this work. That's a lot of work uh, when you put it all together. A lot of um, foreskin, if you will, hanging all over the place. And um, uh, there were uh, 640 men and 276 lads. So that's a lot of people. So it tells us that these guys went ahead, did this in the evening of the second day after, you know, after they done this. Session and his father sent to have eight children whom mother had concealed, brought to them, be circumcised. And um, uh, so these guys uh, um, also, as in Haddakim, and his six brothers sprang at the messengers and sought to slay them, and sought to slay also Sheshem, Himor, and Dinah. They uh, shied Sheshem and his father for doing a thing that their father had never done, which would raise the ire of the inhabitants of the land of Canaan against them. So this place is was a city in, in the city of Canaan. Um, and uh, uh, as well as the ire of the children of Ham, and um, and that on account of the Hebrew woman, uh, Habakkayim, uh and his brother finished by saying, Behold, tomorrow we will go and assemble our Canaanish uh, brethren, and we will come and smite you and all in whom you trust that there shall not be a remnant left of you or them. Hamer and his son Sheshem, all the people of the city had heard this. They were so afraid, and they repented that they had done and Sheshem and his father answered uh, Hadakam, his brother, because we saw that the Hebrew would not cede to our wishes concerning their daughter. Uh, we did this thing, but when we shall have obtained our request from them, will then do unto them that which is in your heart and in ours as soon as we shall become strong. So from this vantage point, we are reading now a couple of other information, and these guys, a couple of other folks that was on the sidelines, they went to the boys and said, what what did you guys do? And um, they said, okay, after we heal, going to go and take them out. So let's continue to see what it says from here. And um, after this, you know, this incident, uh, from the Bible all and on goes on to all the different wars that ignited as a result of all of this stuff. And I always tell people that when you look into history, and I love history, we know that um, Troy, that was started uh, because of a woman. And, um, uh, you know, love is a powerful force. And when um, when acted upon, it can start wars. And we see that in Troy. We see that here with Dinah. Our family loved her. And um, they destroyed this particular group of people. But let's go back in and uh, continue our, our conversation. And again, uh, I'm trying to just give you this um, picture from, from this other vantage point. So you can see there were a lot of stuff happening on the outskirts that is not mentioned within the Bible. And so 
Um, let's continue. Dinah, who heard their words, hastened and dispatched one of her maidens, whom her father had sent to take care of her, to Sheshem, in Sheshem's house, informed Jacob and his sons of the conspiracy plotted against them. And the sons of Jacob heard this. They were filled with wrath, and Simon and Levi swore and said, as the Lord liveth by the morrow, they shall be a remnant left in the whole city. So we see that um, from this vantage point, with some more information as to why um, uh, this particular uh, slaughter took place. And um, again, as I mentioned to you, the Bible does not go into this, but we are getting it from the legend of the Jews. And uh, But it's just nice to know again. So you guys can take a look at it, but I wanted to bring that information to you. Here at Threads of, I mean, uh, Mystery Bible, I try to bring stuff to you guys from what other teachers and Bible teachers will not bring to you. And my hope is simply to create conversation, um, a quickening of your mind to open other uh, things so that you can see that God is big and um, uh, that uh, all these other side stories and stuff like that just brings flavor to the situation that is not recorded in the Bible and so it's just good to know. They began the examination and killing 18 of the 12 young men had concealed themselves and were not circumcised and the two of them fled and escaped to Lime Pit and they were in the city. Then Simon and Levi slew all the city leaving a male over and while they were looking for spoils outside the city, 300 women rose against them and threw stones and dust upon them. Simon single-handedly slew them all and returned to the city where he joined Levi. Then they took away from the people outside of the city their sheep, their oxen, their cattle, also the women and the little children, and they led all these away and took them to the city to their fathers Jacob. The number of women whom they did not slay, only took captive, were eighty-five virgins, among them a young dam damsel of great beauty by the name is of Buna, uh, who Simon took to wife. The number of males that were uh, took captive and did not slay were forty-seven. And all these men and women were servants to the sons of Jacob and to their children after them until the day they left Egypt. So um, what we're going to do is come back because this then goes in. Come back, we are going to the war that took place um, as the surrounding uh, area began to hear the news these guys did. Take a break, and we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Mystery Bible as we continue our reading of uh, from the other vantage point, as we mentioned, which is from the Legend of the Jews. We are we've been looking at the um, story of Diner from a different uh, uh, point of view, and so we're going to try and continue and um, uh, uh, have so that we can have a better understanding on this. So now. Let me briefly take a look at Book of Josephus and um, get an account from there uh, before we go on to the next stage. And it says, Book of Josephus, saying concerning the topic is concerning the violation of Dinah's chastity. It says, Hereupon Jacob came to the place till this day called Tent or Sakut, 
uh, from whence he went to Sheshem, is in the city of the Canaanite. Now, as the Sheshemite were keeping a festival, Dinah, who was the only daughter of Jacob, went into the city to see the finery of the women of that country. But when Sheshem, the son of Hamor, king, saw her, he defiled her by violence and being greatly in love with her, he desired his father that he would uh, cure the damsel to him for a wife. And we see that it is basically the uh, the same thing. But it um, goes in more and it focuses on how um, men uh, defile this woman. And then uh, we see that uh, the brothers um, began to plot together. But uh, we saw earlier as to why um, that place. And uh, we know that uh, these guys slew all the male and the sons and they kept a few and uh they um now as they began to you know move forward and bring the, the people back to his um to his father he tells us now while Jacob was astonished at the greatness of this act after his sons came back and was severely blaming his son for it God stood by him and bid him to go uh, to be of good courage but to purify his tent and to offer those sacrifices which he had vowed to offer when he went first into Mesopotamia and he saw his vision. We talked about that when he was um, um, uh, dealing with his brother. And so, and where he saw his vision. And as he was there for purifying his, his followers, he lighted upon the gods of Laban, for he did not before knew they were stolen by Rachel. And if you remember, she stole it uh, from her father and she put it on the you know, the, uh, the camel while they were uh, leaving. And uh, because uh, he said to Laban, I don't, I didn't take anything. But we know that Rachel did and she hid it. And so now he finds it and it says, but he is purifying his house, trying to purify his people as God told him. And he noticed this thing. And it says, and he hid them in the earth, though an oak in Sheshem, and departing thence, he offered sacrifice at Bethel, Bethel, place where he saw his dream when he first went into Mesopotamia. And when he was done thence and was come over against, um, he uh, tells us that he buried Rachel. And so we're going to go back into that because Rachel dies and stuff like that. And we're going to uh, leave that for the next podcast. But um, that picks it up um, from there. And uh, so let's go back in to the legend of the Jews and see what happens here. Because as I mentioned to you, this, the wars that start breaking out as a result after that. We have the Ninevite uh, wars. We have war with the Amorites. We have um, all kinds of different things. And then we know that uh, Isaac and um, uh, uh, Levi and Judah and all those stuff, the blessing of his sons and all the different things. But after this incident with, um, with uh, uh, you know, Ina, there's a couple of things that took place. And so let's go and begin to get from the side of, uh, from the vantage point of the legend of the Jews as we continue and uh, go from there. So, um, and it is really an interesting read as we see you know, um, so let's pick it up and we go from there. And so we see that the destruction of Sheshem by um, Simon and Levi terrified the heathens all around. Two sons of Jacob 
had succeeded in running a great, ruining a great city like Shechem, they argued, what would Jacob and all his sons accomplish acting together? The meanwhile less left Shechem hindered by none, and with all his possession he set out to betake himself to his father. But after eight days' march he encountered a powerful army which had been dispatched from Nineveh to um, levy tribute upon the whole world and subdue it. On coming in the vicinity of Shechem, this army heard to what the city had been exposed to at the hand of the sons of Jacob, and fury seized the men, and they resolved to make war upon Jacob. But Jacob said to his sons, Fear not, God will be your helper, and he will fight for you against your enemies. Only you must put away from you the strange gods in your possession, and you must purify yourselves and wash your garments clean. And that's what we were seeing, and I read to you guys in the book of Josephus, where he was cleansing um, after God had told him to go ahead and cleanse himself. And so he's relating it to his sons and to the people. Hey guys, this is what we need to do. We need to fire ourselves. And once we do that, uh, God is going to be able to deal and fight our battle. And that's a common thread we see in the Bible. It says, call on me and I'll, I'll come to you. God says, and I will protect you and I will fight for you. And so, um, but he always clean, asks us to clean ourselves. And, um, in the Old Testament, they were doing that through sacrifices and so forth. But in the old covenant, the new covenant, which is called the covenant of grace, is why Jesus is important. He now is the singular, um, sacrifice and we don't need to do that anymore. We don't need to buy, um, you know, all kinds of different uh, uh, animals, doves, and all these things, as they did in the custom uh, of the Jewish people at the time. So Jesus now has that one, is that one sacrifice that took place and took care of that. So we no longer need to do that. We purify ourselves, the Bible says, by confessing our sins, allowing the transformation to happen. Because what it is that takes place when someone does that, the Bible teaches us, is that when it, when it says you must be born again, it is stating that your spirit man has to be born again because it's corrupted. So when you and I confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Bible says that the spirit man, um, we get a new spirit. And that old spirit is dead, and we are no longer bound to sin as the old flesh. We are translated from one kingdom into another kingdom, the Bible says. So, Jesus is the focal point where this takes place. And once we make our confession, the Bible teaches us that we are in right standing, or we have this with God, and that he will then fight our battle, or he will fight against our enemies. And we could see that through the scriptures. And so... Um, he tells us in, as we continue to read, it says, Gird with the sword, Jacob advanced against the enemies, and in the first uh, onslaught he slew 12,000 of the weak in the army. Then Judah spoke to him and said, Father, thou art tired and exhausted. Let me fight uh, the enemy alone. And Jacob replied, saying, My son, I know thy strength and thy bravery, that they are exceedingly great, so that none uh, in the world is like unto thee. Um, therein he, his countenance 
like a lion and inflamed uh, with wrath, Judah attacked the army and slew 12 hundreds of tired and famous warriors. The battle raged hot in front and in the rear, and Levi, his brother, hastened to his aid, and together they won a victory over Ninevite. Judah alone slew 5,000 more soldiers, and Levi dealt blows right and left with such vigor that the men of the armies um, fell like grain upon uh, the Sishim of the reaper. So we see that these guys are tremendous warriors. This is uh, some serious amount of, uh, as we would call it, body, body count. I remember in the movies we saw Commando and all those guys. And when we, were, when I was younger, we were talking about the high body count, and we were all going crazy about you know Arnold doing his thing. But you see that these boys right here were the real stuff looking from this vantage point with the battle of Nineveh. And um, there were, in the Bible, guys, they are, and we are going to touch on them as we go through the books. We are walking through the books in the Bible. David men, some of David's men, these guys were serious warriors. They were killing thousands and thousands of men. They said at one point they were fighting, some of David's men were fighting that the swords um, were in their hand, embedded in their hand, as if it is just, it was just one thing. So, no, that must have been painful, but those boys were fighting, and, um, it, uh, is said in the scripture that as if it was part of their body, and the swords were in there, and they were killing thousands in a day. We know that the Bible tells us that there was an angel that came down and killed 300,000 in one night. So, there were heroes, and, um, uh, we are reading about a couple of them here. Even Jacob himself, remember Jacob is an old boy, and it says that Jacob went up and, uh, in the first onslaught, he slew 12,000 of the weak in the army. That's a lot of people that one man took out. Um, again, this is from the legend of the Jews, so, you know, uh, we are just bringing them as if, so you guys, are able to um, look into it and, and um, decipher and take out what you will out of the story. But again, my goal is simply to bring additional insight from different um, vantage points as I deem so that you and I can enjoy the fullness of the story. So we see that this fight, this war, guys began to overpower this army and um, take uh, um, this army began to take a uh, great loss. The hand of these three men, basically, um, the army of Nineveh, Nineveh was destroyed. And um, as we had mentioned, God had said to them, just clean yourself, purify yourself, and I will fight your enemies against you. So I, I would want to venture to say that I'm sure God strengthened them um, in their uh, normal body and was able to protect them while they were fighting. And so these guys then uh, were, as, as it says, heard with his sword, Jacob advanced against the enemy. And um, so uh, uh, this particular um, uh, story, as we go along, it says, Alarmed about their fate, the people of Nineveh said, How long shall we fight with these devils? Let us return to our land. They exterminate us root and branch without leaving a remnant. But their king desired to restrain them, and he said, O you heroes, you men 
of might and valor. You lost your sense. You asked to return to your land. Is this your bravery? After you have subdued many kingdoms and countries, are you not able to hold out against twelve men? If the nation of the kings whom we have made um, uh, uh, tributary to ourselves hear of this, they will rise up against us as a man and make a laughing stock of us and do uh, and do with us according to their desire. Take courage, ye men of the uh, great city of Nineveh, that your honor and your name be exalted and you become not a mockery at the mouth of your enemies. These words of their king inspired the warriors to continue the campaign. He sent messengers to all the land to ask for help and reinforced by their allies. Ninevite assaulted Jacob a second time, spoke to his sons, saying, Take courage and be men. Fight against your enemy. His twelve sons then up there stands in twelve different places, leaving considerable intervals between one another. And Jacob, a sword in his right hand and a bow in his left, advanced to combat. It was desperate encounter with him. And towards off, he had to, to ward off the enemy. Um, to the right and to the left. Nevertheless, he inflicted a severe blow when a band of 2,000 men beset him. He leaped up in the air and over them and vanished from their sight. 12.22 Merit he slew on this day, and when evening came, he planned to flee under the of darkness, but suddenly 90,000 men appeared, and he was compelled to continue to fight. He rushed at them with his sword, but broke, and he had defended himself by grinding huge rock into lime powder, and this he threw at the enemy and blinded them so they could not see anything. Luckily, darkness was about to fall, and he could permit himself rest of the night. That is the end of that. Um, let me, I'll read one more chapter, and then we'll call it a day, um, this particular uh, part and then next week we'll continue um, this uh, back on our focus and we'll start with the Bible and we'll go from there. So we see that this is a tremendous, uh, you know, the legend of the Jews, guys. It's called so uh, they are absolutely telling a great story and um, you know it is what it is. In the morning, Judah said to Jacob. Father, thus did fight the whole of yesterday, and thou art weary and exalted. Let me fight this day. And the warriors caught sight of Judah's lion's face and his lion teeth, and heard his lion voice. They were greatly afraid. Judah hopped and jumped over the enemy like a flea from one warrior to the next, raining blows down upon his increasingly, and by evening had slain 80,000 men, 96 3,096 men and armed with swords and bows. Fatigue overcame him, and Zebulun took up station at his brother's left hand and mowed down 80,000 of the enemy. Meanwhile, Judah regained some of his strength and rising up in wrath and fury and garnishing his teeth with a noise like upon thunder clasped the midsummer. He put the army to flight. He ran a distance of 18 miles, and Judah could enjoy a respite at night. So that is the legend of the Jews, guys. So I'm going to close it out here. And again, we're going to pick up 
But I just want to give you that particular story, and that is the Battle of the Ninevites. And as I mentioned to you, after the story with Dinah, there were a couple of different battles that the children of Israel began to um, embark on, and then we'll talk about uh, um, the death of Israel and all these other stuff. So thank you so much for following me here on my site. I that you just share, like, um, and uh, tell people about it so that we can have this wonderful journey, man. Um, I want to make sure that you guys are are here and that uh, if you have any needs, just um, you know, send me emails so that I'll pray for you because I'm, I do pray for, for uh, my members and for those that support me. So just send it and I'll pray for you and continue because I know there's a lot going on within the world today that we need there but i want you guys to get to know who you are in christ so that we can really do some damage to this world and change it and as the father said um, as jesus said about you know when he was teaching his disciples to pray um thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven that's what we have to do guys let's learn who we are so that we can change this Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies and all that He has provided for us that we may become effective for His kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode 